Hey there, it's Nick. I hope you enjoyed this episode and the many others here in this fine podcast feed. Now, from time to time, we'll have more fresh episodes for you to listen to here, but the latest and greatest stuff is available on the Luminary Podcast app, so check it out. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey, you've reached the Beloved Radio listener line. I've never shared this with anyone. And, uh, I'd like to remind you a secret. Saying this secret will make it real. Um. Hey there, it's Nick. As you probably already know, back in April, we joined Luminary, a new listener supported podcast network. We've been releasing brand new episodes over on the Luminary app every two weeks, but it was important to us that our regular Secrets episode was made available to everyone, whether or not they're a Luminary member. So please enjoy Volume 4 of the Secrets Hotline. And to listen to more brand new exclusive episodes of Love & Radio, go to luminary.link love. You'll also get access to loads of other exclusive shows, including a brand new one called Here to Slay, featuring Roxanne Gay and my friend Tressie McMillan Cottom, who I still like, despite the fact she still hasn't returned my meat thermometer from last summer. Your first month is free when you use the website luminary.link love. Thanks. My parents got divorced uh, when I was really young, and I used to go stay with my dad on the weekends. And he had this girlfriend that my sister and I hated. Um, she was always, like, getting into fights with people, and she'd yell at us for, like, weird little things, like if we were eating our cereal too loud in the morning. And uh, she had this really demeaning way of talking uh, to my sister and I, like we were babies, and we really didn't like her. Um... And my dad used to be gone a lot, and I developed this habit of snooping around through his room when he'd leave. And in his top dresser drawer, um, I found there was this picture he had of the girlfriend, and she was leaning over the bathtub, and she was naked. And so whenever he'd leave, I'd go into his room, and I'd look at this picture. And, uh... And one day when he was gone, I snuck into his room um, to look at the picture. And in the drawer, there was a videotape. So I put it in the VCR, and it was him and the girlfriend having sex, like everything. And, you know, of course I knew I shouldn't be watching it, but I couldn't stop. And I kept rewinding it, and I was getting bored, and going back to parts. And I think if it would have been him and my mom, I would have thought it was disgusting. But somehow, with, you know, this woman who wasn't my mom, I couldn't look away from it. And so I'm in, you know, his room watching the tape and fast-forwarding it and rewinding it. And at some point, I hit pause, and the tape started to make this weird noise. So I stopped it and I eject. And as I went to pull the tape out, there was this black ribbon still stuck inside the machine. And the VCR had eaten fucking tape. And so my stomach dropped and I started shaking and it was shaking so bad I could barely pull the tape out. 
And right as this was happening, it was like something out of a movie. And his window in his room, I saw the headlights um, of the car pulling into the driveway with him and my sister and the girlfriend. Um, and I really have no idea how I did this. I think I must have had some kind of superhuman ability from all the adrenaline, but somehow I was able to yank all the broken tape out of the VCR and wind it back up into the cassette and put the video back in the drawer and close the drawer, um, close the door to the room, run out and sit on the living room couch with the TV on, um, like I'd been sitting there watching the TV um, as they were coming in. Um, but yeah, anyway, a few weeks later, after I almost got caught with the tape, um, I went back in there to look in the drawer again, and it was gone, and the picture was gone too. I guess what I'm calling to talk about is I hate children and the concept of motherhood a lot. It makes me very sad to imagine a future where I'm a mother. I feel like there's no way that I could be both a mother and someone who loves my job, and I would only be able to do half of each. It makes me sick, the concept of being a mother, of being pregnant especially, or having like a baby at my breast makes me want to throw up. And at the same time, I'm also worried that I'm somehow going to regret it when I'm older. But fuck the status quo of having to have a baby <laughs> to be happy. I hate that that is attached to womanhood. I hate it so much. I hope it dies. Hey, I just left a message about motherhood and I realized how angry and sad I was about it and that is how I feel, but I just also want to say that we obviously need mothers in order for the, the world to go round, and I respect mothers. I just, I I can't understand there being a non-selfish reason for having a child, especially when there's so many people on Earth and there's so many children that need to be adopted. I hope that gives a bit more context. Thanks. When I was in preschool, um, I had three best friends. And we were two girls and two guys, and we did some some pretty fucked up shit when we went outside, um, like during our recess time. So we would get a sand bucket and put a little bit of sand in it, collect caterpillars and put the caterpillars on top of the sand, and then fill the rest of the bucket up with a little bit more sand, and then we would smush them with rocks or sap sticks. And then other times we would go behind this small house that might have actually been a shed at the very back of our playground. Make, 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 make it real. Um, Hi. Um, it was um, the summer calling after leave college. college. I was living with my parents. Leave a secret. And I kept stealing hundreds of dollars from my dad from his wallet. Um, my dad is a dentist. He owns his own practice and at the end of the summer, he realized he had $5,000 missing from him and thought it was one of his employees, um, and he fired her, and I never told anyone that it was actually me. So, thank you.
I used to be a perceived as a woman and life was extremely difficult. I was dominant as a woman, I was direct to the point as a woman. No one seemed to care or listen. And when I started to transition, when I began testosterone, I began to be listened to and I began to be perceived by the world as someone who mattered, which is extremely fucked up in my opinion. Glenn, I'm a little, I'm a little drunk, but it's very daunting to realize that you don't matter if you're a woman. I know that might be, that might be very offensive to some people, but, but it's somewhat true. And that's, that's so sad. That's so tragic. I guess that's my secret that as a 17 year old, 18 year old, sorry, as an 18 year old transgender person, I've come to realize that I am not just a human being, I am a gender. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's my secret. <laughs> Wow, my heart's racing. Please keep me anonymous. I have a lot of secrets, but I think the one that um, hi, I'm calling the one that I think about most confession. is that I kind of take uh, some credit for the death of my my daughter's biological father. Um, he was abusive, um, and you know, at first it was directed toward me, but even when our daughter was an infant, he, he turned on her. And uh, when uh, he hurt her, um, I almost killed him uh, in his sleep. Um, and then I was terrified that I wouldn't be with her if, if, uh, if I was caught for that. So I, I remember cursing him. I remember cursing him and thinking that, um, willing that he would die. And he died of um, a grand mal seizure within two years of that, uh, that incident. And instead of feeling guilty, I think part of my biggest, like the biggest part of my secret is that I, instead of feeling guilty, I feel uh, triumphant. I feel a sense of triumph that she doesn't have to know him, that he's not in her life. I have sex dreams about my dad, and I'm disgusted with myself. I don't know why this happened. Um, it makes me sick. And I have never really even admitted it to myself until saying it out loud. I hate it. And I hate that that's something that happens to me. 
if you can change my voice, that would be great because I don't want anybody to ever know. My secret is that I have dreams and then they happen. It sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. I sleep a lot. I have a, I, I love the world of sleep. And I don't know which dreams will come to happen, but when they do, it's very obvious. I probably sleep too much. Maybe it's because I'm depressed, but I don't feel depressed. I just think the world of dreams has a lot of truth to share. I might be depressed. Okay. I love this show. I. Hey, uh, my best friend committed suicide when we were 18. Uh, he called me while I was at lunch with my parents. I ignored it. I was at 12.25, and they found him at 12.35. I don't know if he was just saying goodbye or wanted help, but I, I think about that every day. That was about 15 years ago. When I was a child, my stepfather used to molest me. Some people in my family know, but mostly they don't. But I have a younger brother, and that's his father. And I love my younger brother, but I'm going to resent him for the rest of my life for a little bit, because I can't ever tell him or tell anyone else, because I don't want him to know. I don't. I don't want to ruin his life, but I want to ruin his father's life for what he did to me. I haven't felt any positive emotion in a while. And that's kind of a big secret for me. As a father and a boyfriend. I haven't felt any love or compassion. And that's weird for me. I've been married for 13 years. having sex and we don't talk about it. It just doesn't happen. I'm so sorry. 
and all of our friends look at us and we think we're, we have the best marriage and we really do have a side of that. But it just... I am addicted to cocaine. Yeah, I spent... I do not make very much money, but I spent close to $500 on cocaine in the last week. Um, and that's not something that I'm proud of. But I also don't know how to stop. Just uh, that. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. I'm probably the only moment who's ever called you, and I don't care if you know my name. And also, I'd like to work for you someday. But here's a secret. Um, sometimes <laughs> I like to take um, extra... Nope, I can't record this. Hey, I just left an earlier message, and... I'm just going to be okay with it. My name's Moment. Like, wait a moment. Sometimes when I'm drunk and or drunk and high, whatever, um, I take extra um, antidepressants that I'm just prescribed. stupid. Um, but I do it. And also, um, sometimes I don't tell my therapist everything because... I'm too scared I will be judged. So, anyways, um, night, night, keep your butthole tight. So, when I was in my sophomore year of high school, I had to go to summer school. And in one of the classes, it was just so boring all the time the teacher would sleep and he would just leave the answers to the test we would all do it and just sit there for like 45 minutes quiet everybody had their headphones in or whatever and it was just so fucking boring and that just it was torturous for my young mind and I don't know what happened to me but one day I was just so fucking bored in that class <laughs> never told anybody but for some reason, I pulled my balls out of my zipper. Just just my balls, just hanging out of my zipper. And there's this dude, like three seats in front of me, and I sort of whistled like, hey, hey. He turned around, and he fucking looked at me, and he just saw my balls hanging out. And he looked at me with the most petrified fucking look on his face and just turn around real quick <laughs> it was just so fucking funny to me it's so funny to this day um my secret is I've been kind of lying to my friends that I've slept with women before when I first met them I was quote unquote 
bisexual or pansexual, I don't even remember what I said. And um, I wanted them to just like respect me. It's kind of stupid, because like obviously our friendship has evolved. And I should probably just be like, yeah, you know that one time that um, I used to say I slept with women? That was all false. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't want them to think I'm just like this like, big fat liar. But I'm also like super gay now. So, I mean, I've always been super gay, but I feel like, especially now, I'm just like gay. <laughs> um, yeah, that is my big gay secret. Thanks for listening. Bye. I pretty much never wash my hands. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better about it recently. Like, I go, I wash my hands after I go number two. But I think it's safe to say I have gone, like, upward of 22 years of my life not washing my hands after I poop. Of course, like, if I got anything on my hands, I would wash them. But I just didn't find it necessary. I thought it was a waste of resources and time. And, um, yeah. Have a wonderful day. Um, many years ago, uh, my best friend's sister was having a party we all went and um way through the party she started flirting with me and i wasn't interested but we kept talking and then for whatever reason she started talking about her revulsion to men with small penises and she continued saying that they have no reason to exist and they should all be killed and I was so shocked that I smiled got up went to her bathroom locked the door rifled through her medicine cabinet and found this little uh, can of uh, fancy facial cream that was a pearlescent white so I did the obvious thing and masturbated until I came into her facial cream. I mixed it up, screwed the cap back on, put it back in her medicine cabinet, went out to the party, smiled at her, and the next time I saw her, or maybe a week later, I made sure to compliment how nice her complexion looked. And she smiled and said, thank you. Brian Ropes. I would like to uh, give a secret for the entire world to hear. I am a single white 33-year-old male calling from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I have a tiny little inverted micro dick and it needs humiliated and I'm also a cocksucker.
So if you're interested, call me back at 419-785-5233. Email me, tinycockatlive.com. Uh, look me up on the internet, tinycockbrianbrokes, all one word. Um, yeah, hopefully I can uh, get on your radio show. Let me know. That's it for Love and Radio. To leave a secret of your own, please call 1-641-715-3900, then dial 55403-POUND. Or, if you prefer, you can write me an email at contact at loveandradio.org. Unless, if your secret is that you're feeling suicidal, don't call our hotline. That's not what it's for. Call a suicide hotline. United States, that number is one 800 273-8255 somewhere else, Google it don't call our hotline if you're suicidal okay? alright all the music you heard on this episode was created by Chino Amobi alongside Stephen Jackson and Phil Demhofsky Love and Radio is produced by Stephen Jackson and Julia DeWitt our managing producer is Phil Demhofsky we are brought to you by Luminary Media thank you for your secrets and thanks for downloading. For more information about new Love & Radio episodes, go to luminarypodcasts.com.